Welcome to Forgotten Events. I am your host, Katie. Our story is about a missing person from 1970 that's connected to one of the most incredible murder cases of all time. This is the story of Ronald Hughes. Ronald Hughes went missing in November of 1970. He was one of the lawyers, in fact, he was the lawyer, the first lawyer, to represent Charles Manson in 1969. But he would eventually be replaced by Irving Canarak just two days prior to Manson's trial start. Hughes disappeared that year while on a camping trip. There was some downtime in the Tate-LaBianca murder trial where he was then representing Leslie Van Houten, so he went on a camping trip with some friends. His body was found the following year in March, but his cause of death could not be determined. One Manson family member has claimed that Hughes was murdered by the family in an act of retaliation. Now, no one's been charged in connection with his death. Ever. And by the way, Hughes had never tried a case prior to this one. He was kind of a hippie lawyer, if you will, and that made him quite popular with the Manson defendants. As attorney for Defendant Van Houten, Hughes tried to separate the interest of his client from those of Manson a move that angered Manson and may have cost Hughes his life. He hoped to show that Van Houten was not acting independently, but was completely controlled in her actions by Charles Manson. This strategy contradicted Manson's plan to allow fellow family members to implicate themselves in the crimes, clearing him of all involvement a move that did not go unnoticed by Ronald Hughes. 22 weeks into the trial, the prosecution rested. Lawyers for the defendants stunned the courtroom by announcing that the defense had also rested. Van Houten, Susan Atkins, and Patricia Krenwinkel demanded their right to testify. And per Manson's instructions, the women said that they wanted to testify to committing the murders on their own and that Manson had nothing to do with the crimes. Well, Hughes strongly objected and stood up against Manson's ploy, stating, quote, I refuse to take part in any proceeding where I am forced to push a client out the window, end quote. Manson then made a statement to the court, and Hughes then told the women that they no longer had to testify. Judge Charles Older then ordered a 10-day recess to allow the attorneys to prepare for their final arguments. 
Hughes later told a reporter that he was confident that he could secure an acquittal for Van Houten. But for Hughes, he would not be around for any acquittal. On November 27th, Hughes departed for his camping trip in a remote area near Sespe Hot Springs in Ventura County. According to James Forsher and Lauren Elder, two friends who accompanied Hughes on the trip, heavy rains which had caused flash floods in the area had sunk their Volkswagen in mud. Forsher and Elder hitchhiked their way out while Hughes decided to stay in the area for two more days. Hughes was last seen by three campers on the morning of November 28th. They later told investigators that Hughes was alone at the time and had briefly stopped to talk with them. Hughes also appeared to be unharmed and was in an area that was away from the floodwaters. Other than that, no one had any idea where he had gone. When court reconvened on November 30th, Hughes failed to appear. The Ventura County Sheriff's Department wanted to search, but due to continued rainstorms, had to wait two days before a search could be launched. On December 2nd, Judge Older ordered the trial to proceed and appointed a new attorney, Maxwell Keith, for Van Houten. The defendants angrily demanded the firing of all their lawyers, and asked to start the defense over. Of course, Judge Older denied the request. By the end of the week, Hughes had been missing for 14 days. When the court reconvened, Manson and the women created such a disturbance, suggesting that Judge Older did away with Ronald Hughes, that they were removed from the courtroom. Over the following several months, police conducted more than a dozen searches of the area where Hughes was last seen. After receiving an anonymous tip in March of 71, police also searched in the area surrounding the Barker Ranch in Inyo County where Manson and his associates had previously lived. On March 29th, the same day the jury returned death penalty verdicts against all the defendants on all counts, Hughes's severely decomposed body was discovered by two fishermen in Ventura County. His body was found wedged between two boulders. Hughes was later positively identified by dental x-rays due to the severe decomposition of his body. The cause and nature of his death was ruled as undetermined. Hughes's funeral was held on April 7, 1971 in Los Angeles. In the aftermath, a book, Helter Skelter, written by Vincent Bugliosi, stated that Sandra Good, an associate of Manson and a close friend of Manson family member Lynette Squeaky Frome, claimed that Manson family members had killed 35 to 40 people and that Hughes was the first of the retaliation murders. In the afterword to the 25th anniversary edition of the book, Bugliosi also said that he received a call in 1976 from a former member of the Manson family, who of course wanted to remain anonymous, claiming that Hughes had been murdered by the family. But 
Attorney Stephen Kay, who helped Bugliosi prosecute members of the family, stated that while he is on the fence about the family's involvement in Hughes' death, Manson had open contempt for Hughes during the trial. Kay added, The last thing Manson said to Hughes was, I don't want to see you in this courtroom again. And indeed, he was never seen alive again. Musician and author Ed Sanders, Sanders founded the band The Fugs, I believe it is. I think they broke up in the late 60s and reformed in 1984, who was a friend of Hughes, wrote about his death in his 1971 book, The Family. He stated that his death was due to accidental drowning. The Ventura County Sheriff also believed that Hughes was swept away by the rainstorm and possibly hit his head on rocks. In 1976, Van Houten was granted a new trial on the grounds that she was denied proper legal representation after Hughes disappeared before his closing arguments. Her retrial in 1977 ended in a hung jury. She was released from jail after posting $200,000 bond and was tried again in 1978. In her third trial, Van Houten was convicted of the first-degree murders of both LaBiancas and conspiracy in connection with the Tate murders. She was sentenced to life in prison. Thank you for listening to Forgotten Events. Stay tuned for more discoveries and forgotten stories.